Hello, sacred sacred beings. beings. Welcome to Sacred Sister Podcast. Join us as we normalize the magic and sacralize the mundane. Expanding consciousness and deepening awareness to support you in leading a life full of healing, meaning, and magic. I'm your host, Britt Lynn, energetic cartographer and personal transformation coach. I'm your host, Hanalina, a certified astrologer, rebirth coach, and sorceress. If you're brand new here, welcome, beloved. We are so grateful, so happy to have you here. If you're a seasoned sacred being, welcome back. Thank you so much for your support, for your listenership, and we look forward to seeing you in the show. Let's dive in. everyone and welcome to the sacred sister podcast this is another episode here from me the host hannah lena christensen and the topic for today's episode is what happens after we die and this is a big one <laughs> this is such a mystery for many of us and throughout my life that was one of the questions that i really wanted to have an answer for. I had the honor to be present as loved ones have crossed over. And through my psychic abilities, I was able to see what happens beyond death. And when I started going on conscious astral journeys, I was also going into my past lives felt myself dying and experiencing what happens after we die and where we're going in between lives. And the same for my clients who I have in my one-on-one coaching container and I'm guiding them to the life between lives to meet God and goddess in whatever way and form that may look like for them. Sometimes I also had my clients actually channel their loved ones who had crossed over to experiencing how their death occurred and what happened when they left the body. And so from all those information and experiences, and then additionally from the work of Michael Newton and Dr. Brian Weiss, who are both hypnotherapists and have written beautiful books like Michael Newton wrote The Journey of Souls and The Destiny of Souls that really goes in-depth into the life between lives. And many of those experiences of his clients were also similar to the experiences of my clients and my own personal experiences. So this is why I feel called to share this with (laughs) y'all. Because obviously there's no definite answer to what happens after we die. Nobody can tell you what's going to happen after you die because it is such an individual process. And it really depends on how conscious you are in your subconscious, basically. How conscious are you in your soul, in the part of you that is eternal? So I can't tell you what's going to happen when you die, but I will share with you 
my personal experiences with my loved ones who have crossed over and what I've learned through channeling them in this episode. Part one, what happens after we die? Let's dive in. So the very first time that I was in deep contact with death was when my grandma crossed over. She had breast cancer, which spread, and she didn't go through any treatment. She was already in her 70s, late 70s, and she was ready to leave her body. And so she was put on painkillers and the last days she started having visions which was really beautiful and you know the doctor was just saying that it's because of the painkillers which can be partially true and at the same time I believe that our souls are preparing themselves to go and leave this body and we are being picked up by our loved ones so she started seeing in her bedroom she started seeing her mom and her dad surrounding her she would sometimes ask my mom when are the fish gonna come and pick me up when are the birdies gonna come and pick me up and it was so sweet this was before my spiritual awakening so this was really the first time for me to be like in in close contact to death I was in university at the time, University of Munich, so I was in my early 20s. I remember the last time that I saw her, when her soul was still incarnated. That was the day before she crossed over. And I went to her, she was laying in bed, and she was pretty much unconscious. And I would give her a kiss on her forehead and hold her hand. And I looked at her and I thought that she was so beautiful. There was this glow around her, this beautiful glow around her body, which I believe was almost like her soul was already leaving her body. And her aura was brighter than I've ever really noticed. And throughout my life now that I've experienced that with with more beings that have crossed over I notice that as a pattern if it's not a fast and accidental quote-unquote death but rather a slow death you can see how the soul is already detaching itself beforehand and hovers around the body for a while (laughs) And it looks very, very beautiful. Even though the physical form of hers wasn't beautiful in a standard sense, you know, she was really, really sick. But I saw her soul, and her soul was absolutely beautiful. And when I kissed her forehead, I I just felt her so deeply. And I was supposed to fly to Dublin that weekend, but I canceled my flight. And the next morning, I canceled it because of her. And the next morning, I heard a call at 4 a.m. My mom was sleeping at her house. 
at my, it was her mom's who crossed over. So my mom slept at her mom's house. And she woke up at like 3.30 out of nowhere, quote unquote. And she felt called to go over to her mom and hold her hand. And then my grandma crossed over and my mama was with her. And she was intuitively woken up to be there. And so when I got the call, we all knew what happened before we even knew who was on the phone. <laughs> and we ran over because we lived right next door to my grandma. And we were all surrounding her bed. Everyone was there, all her children, her family. And we were crying. And I was in this room and we were surrounding her dead body on the bed. And she was laying there just as she was when I left her the day before. And I gave her a kiss on her forehead just as I did the day before. But it felt so weird. It felt like I was just kissing a vessel, an empty shell. But it wasn't her anymore. I couldn't feel her. And so I left the room. I was looking for her. Where are you, Grandma? And I walked into the living room and she really, really loved her living room. She loved sitting on the couch, and and I would sit down. I felt this breeze, and I smelled her perfume, and I got goosebumps all over my body. And I said, hi, Muni. That was her nickname. And she was there. I felt her so deeply. And that was my first encounter with life beyond the veil. Shortly after, my bird crossed over on my chest. My dearest bird friend that I had for 12 years. And then another big encounter I had with death was with my mother-in-law. That was many years later, after Alex and I got married. And she had cancer too. She ended up being in the hospital, which is like a whole nother story of how literally this Western healthcare system was responsible for her dying at that point. But anyway, different topic of discussion that we're probably going to have someone on at some point because Britt and I are very passionate about the Western medical system and how it is not serving people in many, many instances and in many, many ways, but rather creating situations where things are actually getting worse. That's a conversation for another time, but she was in the hospital and all of us were around the bed and she got a medication that she wasn't supposed to get, but there wasn't um, good communication between the nurses and the doctors and Anyway, we were told that this medication is like the last straw that may help her be conscious and wake up again because she was unconscious from all the painkillers that they gave her. 
And so we were waiting around the bed, waiting for her to wake up. Her cousin was on the plane coming from San Francisco, wanting to see her. And as we were waiting around the bed, I feel this breeze on my right side. And I hear her voice in my right ear. And she says, take care of my Ali. And Ali is the nickname of my husband, Alex. And she would always call him Ali. And him and her were super close. And when she said that, take care of my Ali, I said to her, I will forever. And I feel the breeze again, like she left going upwards. And after she left going upwards, the machines in the hospital bed would be and the body died. So what I've learned from that experience is that the soul actually leaves the body oftentimes before the actual death of the physical body because the soul doesn't need to go through the pain and the trauma of the physical death. So oftentimes the soul actually disassociates from the body before the physical death occurs. Since then, I've had many contacts with my mother-in-law, Sharon, as her name. And a year later, almost to the date, I conceived my daughter, Emma. And when Emma was born, we could immediately feel a similarity to Sharon. And, you know, of course, she's her grandma. There is going to be similarities there. It's the same genetics. But even the way that she danced was very similar to how Sharon was dancing. Even her very first favorite color that she had, which was blue, was the same favorite color that Sharon had. And as Emma grew older, her color, her favorite color actually changed into pink and purple. So it was just blue like the very first moments when she still was really connected to to her past life. And the reason why I'm saying is that I looked at both of their astrology charts and I was like, oh wow, my daughter Emma could be the reincarnation of my mother-in-law, Sharon. And I talked to my husband about it and he said, yeah, absolutely, I can feel that. And his sister felt the same way. And so I reached out to Sharon, her spirit, and I said, are you reincarnated as our daughter Emma? And she said, yes, we share the same soul. And I said to her, how is that possible that I am talking to you, but you are also reincarnated as our daughter? And she said, we're sharing the same soul, but we're not sharing the same spirit. The spirit is the fire, it's the light, and it's very unique to who we are. So the light, the spirit of Sharon, is the one that I can connect to beyond the veil. And the spirit of Emma is very unique to her. But the soul of Sharon is the same soul as the soul that Emma has. And so when we connect with our soul, we're actually connecting to all our other lifetimes that we have. And the spirit is the individual 
experience of each of these lifetimes is the individual expression of ourselves and the soul is the memories of it all and the inner emotions and ways of moving through life it was really powerful to know that and understand that on a deeper level that loved ones oftentimes and, and since then I've experienced that with my friends as well and people around me Oftentimes, loved ones do reincarnate into the same family to come back. <laughs> and it's, it's very beautiful. It's a very beautiful process, especially when we're aware of it and when we can honor that. And when we can also know what challenges they went through in their past and what challenges they are going through in this lifetime and, and help them break certain cycles or heal certain wounds and help them feel really empowered in things that they didn't feel empowered in their past. And what I'm doing with Emma, my daughter, I'm really aware of that and I'm giving back to her what I wasn't able to give back to my mother-in-law in the extent that I wanted to because she crossed over relatively soon after I met her. But we still, we had such a deep bond, such a deep soul connection to each other. And so, yeah, since then I've helped my animal friends to cross over and I always see when they cross over right after they go to they get picked up by their spirit team and like one of the cats that Sharon had his name was Oreo and when he crossed over I could see him walking to Sharon in the grass and she was so happy that he's with her now so I feel really passionate about talking about this life after death because death is just the portal just as birth is birth is a portal that takes us into this 3d realm into this human avatar and death takes us out of it but life is eternal there's life before birth and there's life after death and we're just moving through different timelines And there is a way to connect with spirits beyond the veil. And oftentimes they are communicating with us. And I've even went to, for different trainings with my spirit team that have shown me how to communicate as a spirit to humans that are still incarnated. So they placed me in a situation where I was a spirit You know, it was quote-unquote a dream. It was like part of my astral travel journeys. I was a spirit and I was in this house of this woman and I needed to let her know that I am here for her. But she was going through so much grief and I was trying to let her know that I'm here, that I'm good, that I'm not dead, I'm not gone, I'm here, just my body is dead, just the vessel. And... I wanted her really, I wanted her to know. And I tried to like use electricity. There was this lamp standing on the living room, eh, on the yeah living room table by the couch. And I was trying to like flicker the light. I was trying to have feathers come her way or like little breezes blow, blow air on her, touch her lightly. And all of those, like, took energy. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's an effort that was created for my part 
to make her feel me. And, and she didn't. She was so into her grief that she blocked out all her intuition and blocked out her sixth sense. And she couldn't see me or feel me or hear me or sense me. And it was frustrating on my side, but at the same time, I, I was compassionate and I knew that when the time is right that she will open up and, and she will be open to receiving me. And if not in this lifetime, that's okay. I'm gonna just pick her up when she crosses over. <laughs> so I could talk about this for hours and hours and I might make another episode on, on more experiences that I've had beyond the veil because there is a lot more going on. <laughs> but for now, I'm gonna keep it at this. I hope that this explains part of it. There's going to be part one. There's going to be a part two of what the soul is actually moving through after it crosses over and before the next lifetime. But for now, this episode is about knowing that there is an afterlife and there are different ways to connect with your loved ones beyond the veil. And this is what I do with my one-on-one -on -one clients as well. Like we, I, I connect them with their spirit team and often parts of their spirit team is actually loved ones who have crossed over, like a grandma, grandpa, mom, a, a good friend. They're often part of the spirit team. And so I help my clients to deepen their awareness so that they start hearing them and seeing them and connecting with them on a conscious level. And it's really, really powerful and really beautiful to witness when whenever my clients seeing their loved ones have crossed over for the first time after they died. And there's usually a lot of tears and just deep, 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 deep love and gratitude. And it's like such a special moment and I'm so honored to, to guide them, to reunite. And it's really important for me. It's really part of my soul mission to to bridge the mundane world with the spiritual world and let people know that they are surrounded by their loved ones who have crossed over and that they are in communication with you. When you allow yourself to open yourself up to signs and to their way of connecting with you, which may look different to everyone. So may you feel this deep connection throughout the day after listening to this episode may you just feel so deeply aware of the beings the benevolent beings that are surrounding you and allow yourself to reach out to a loved one who has crossed over today and just talk to them as if they're here and then just allow yourself to receive whatever it is and don't be too specific on what the sign and how it should look like. Just allow whatever happens to be enough. If that's a sensation, if that's a smell, a taste, a feeling, a knowing, a vision, in whatever way they're communicating to you, allow it to be enough. 
And from that moment, you can start deepening your connection to them. And if you're ever ready to dive deeper into it all, reach out to me and let's work together. Love you all. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye. Hmm, thank you so much for listening to this episode today, beloved. If it resonated with you, we ask you to please share it with your sacred sisters, brothers, and beings alike. You have no idea the impact a simple share can make in someone's day, life, and growth. And another way to show your love and support is by leaving us a rating or review on the app you're tuning into this from. And if you hang out on Instagram and your feed is in need of more uplifting and conscious spiritual content, follow us at Sacred Sister Podcast. So with that being said, we hope you have a wonderful day and we'll see you in the next episode. Namaste, beloved. Bye.